Split screen on SBS Pop Asia. All right, Gabs, it's been it's it's been a really cool few weeks because we've had Wonder Woman take the world by storm. Oh yeah, she basically walked up to the world and punched it directly in the face and was like, "What up? I'm Wonder Woman." And, it, and it's great because the response that she's basically gotten as a character now. I mean, she's been in the comics for ages. We've yeah. seen various versions of Wonder Woman on screen before. But at the moment, she's in the mainstream. Everyone is paying attention to Wonder Woman and everyone's like really happy that she's around. I'm glad, but uh, we should probably get to know the, the comic book Wonder Woman a little bit more, I reckon. I, I would love to learn more about the comic book Wonder Woman because I was never really like that much across her before. But now I'm really interested to learn a little bit more about I mean, even what it's like to work with the Wonder Woman character in comics. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we've got a special guest with us this evening. We've actually got Nicola Scott, who is a comic book artist from Sydney, Australia. Local talent, what up? And she actually works on the Wonder Woman comics and we have with her with us tonight. Good to have you with us. Thank you for joining us on our podcast where we don't know which buttons to push. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. So, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself since, look, to be honest, I did have to Google you and I did recognise your name and I have seen your art before, but would you like to tell the people at home who you are and what it is that you do? Well, obviously, um, I'm Nicola Scott and I'm one of the very few of the local Australian uh, comic creators that have managed to sort of get work in the US market and um, and have I've been working in the US industry for the last 15 years and I've been at DC Comics kind of exclusively for about 10 years where I got to work on oh pretty much the the whole gamut from from Justice League characters to Justice Society characters to the the Teen Titans characters and and all the fringe ones in between um and in the last year I've had the uh, great privilege of being able to retell Wonder Woman's origin story for the comics. And it's the first time that her her origin has been retold in continuity uh, in 30 years. The last time it was done, George Perez did it in 1986. Wow, geez. So, yeah, it's been, you know, like obviously her, her origin has been retold in sort of Elseworld stories or, you know, other Earth version stories. Um or in sort of various animated cartoons or animated shows, um, but up until the film, this is this is sort of the, the the first time that we've sort of really been able to revisit her origin within the DC universe. Wow, I, I didn't realize to what scale. Like uh, when you said that you've been working with DC exclusively for so long, and I'm going to jump into a, a quick question about when you were a bit younger. You were obviously a big comic book fan as a kid, right? I was not, but I was a big superhero fan as a kid. Yeah, I didn't know about comics. Like, really? The, the, well, yeah, look, I've got to tell you, Greek geek culture uh, in the 80s was not what geek culture is now. It just wasn't as accessible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I was born in the 70s, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm generally a kid of the 70s and the 80s. Yep. And uh, while comics were definitely around, they just weren't around me. Okay. And so my exposure to superheroes came from film and TV. So I was growing up on the original Superman films, the 60s Batman reruns, uh, and quite obviously it's a Wonder Woman TV show from the 70s. She was my very first superhero. I remember seeing that TV show when I was four and just being all in straight away. <laughs> the first time I saw her, she was jumping over a car and she was throwing some bad guys around. 
and deflecting bullets. And I was just, I can just remember the feeling in my head, just thinking, that's it, that's for me. (laughs) That woman right there is a badass and I want to commit my life to her and everything in it. Absolutely. My religion is now Wonder Woman. A little bit. You know, I refer to her as my patron saint because she's kind of been with me yeah. um, throughout my life. Even, you know, I, I didn't have a lot in the way of geeky friends. I didn't have a lot of geeky out, output mm. because my only access to it was common TV. And it really wasn't until uh, sort of I was in my 20s that I started understanding comic books. And realizing that they were the source material yeah, for all the things thing. that I love. Yeah. Um, but I still found it a little overwhelming and, and there just still weren't the kind of access points that there were. You know, the, the Burton Batman movies were out by the stage um, yeah. and the Batman animated series had started. Um, so they all helped. But it wasn't really uh, until the sort of, of for me until I made the decision to draw comics. And that came completely out of left field because, again, I hadn't been a comic book reader. Yeah. But I was looking for a career that I could use my skills in. And one of the things that I could do was draw. And I had really sort of thought about and analyzed what options I might have as someone who could draw, you know, what I could do to make a living. And it took me a long time to get to comics. But as soon as the idea occurred to me, it was like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I should be doing. <laughs> brain fought, just you, brain explosion. Yeah, you moron, how have you not thought about this before? And I was just all in straight away. Wow. From the very first moment. It, it was literally, you know, one of those sort of like Oprah Winfrey light bulb moments. I was just like, if I had to draw the same thing all day, every day, what do I want to draw? And straight away, I was just like, God, I wish I could just draw Wonder Woman. <laughs> that is the and coolest. Instantly, yeah, well, you know, I felt like an idiot because <laughs> I was thinking this to myself at 30. But it's, I went from having no idea what I was doing and no motivation in my life to feeling like a bullet being shot out of a gun. I was just like, pew. And from that moment, I just pursued getting into comics as a career. Was it... Was it a difficult thing to get into? Because um, from a point of view as somebody, as a female who kind of looks out into the comic world, I don't read a whole lot of them. But from my perception, I see it as kind of a boys club, or maybe that was the case a few years ago. But was it difficult for you to kind of to step into the scene and say, look, here's my art. I'm really good at it. I'm going to draw comics for a living. Well, it wasn't that straightforward and it wasn't easy, but it wasn't mm. hard. Okay. It was, um, I, I had the sort of advantage of being a bit older. So I was like 29 when I made the decision. Yep. And so I'd already sort of got a whole lot of my own, you know, issues and doubts out of the way. Yeah. Um, it, the industry now is very, I uh, you know, certainly not mainstream. I don't think it's super balanced just yet, mm. but the greater industry, I think, absolutely is. There are a lot of really strong, great female voices as writers and as artists. Um, but at the time when I was breaking in, so this is very early 2000s, mm-hmm. um, 
the internet had obviously been around, but email, like I got an email account because it was like, oh, I'm going to try and break into an industry that's on the other side of the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, better yeah. get an email account. Get with the so times. This is, yeah, this is well before social media. Wow. Um, when, you know, there were websites and there were forums on websites. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my connectivity. Wow. Uh, that and going over to the States pretty regularly. So mm. certainly as as an outsider looking in, it was very daunting. Mm-hmm. So I, I was a little bit oblivious to the sort of the gender ratio. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, you know, I, I've sort of, by that, I, I've never been particularly scared of guys. Yeah. Sort of, you know, in, in my 20s, if anything, they've been a little scared of me. And <laughs> so, you know, I just, I just didn't, I wasn't, I didn't see the, 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 the ratio as something to be, concerned about yeah i get what you mean i think that general sort of obliviousness and you know quite arrogant (laughs) gung-ho-ness sort of arriving into the american market and going right i want a job and people be like who the hell are you (laughs) um i i just sort of didn't find myself feeling terribly scared about you know misogyny i like that and i've heard a lot of horror stories from a lot of female creators and you know stuff still goes on but mm-hmm. um i think i was just very lucky and a lot of good timing and a lot of hard work awesome recently obviously you probably heard uh the, the wonder woman movie came out with uh gal gadot um and we absolutely do want your thoughts on this um because myself sitting in the cinema seeing this movie for the first time i had a little bit of a cry and i wondered if it was normal and then i saw the reaction on social media afterwards with you know a whole bunch of other people putting their hands up and saying yes i did cry during this movie and we would just really love to know what you thought about it and you know the way that gal gadot portrayed wonder woman's character right well uh, I've now seen it six times. Um, and so you hate it, the, right? So that, that should give you a little indication. <laughs> I, I also had the really, uh, I had the real privilege of being invited to the premiere in LA. Oh, incredible. Um, so, yeah. So I got to be there uh, on the ground with a lot of um, people who worked on the film and a lot of people that work in comics. Uh, that have dealt with the Wonder Woman character over the last couple of decades. Um, And it was extraordinary. It was extraordinary because uh, as someone shouted out, as the lights went down, I've waited my whole life for this. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true because for, you know, for for people who love Batman or grew up on Batman, they've had a lot of Batman movies. They've had a lot of Batman animated series. They've had a lot of Batman animated movies. There's been a lot of access to their favorite character. The same thing with Superman, the same thing with the X-Men, the same thing with, you know, now, like, you know, 10 years into the modern sort of superhero uh, film universe, uh, people who've been fans of Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, a talking tree and a talking raccoon have have had that fulfilled. But Wonder Woman is the original superheroine. You know, there there were sort of pulp heroes before Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. But Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman was the beginning of the superhero. And she is the original. And it's extraordinary that it's taken 76 years for her to get a big screen adaptation. Yeah. 76 years. That's it. It's a long time. (laughs) It sounds ridiculous when you say it like that. Like I have, I just had no idea that it was actually that long. 
Well, what, what's crazy is that, and, and what I think is also a little understandable and part of why I'm actually quite glad it's taken this long, is there has been a Wonder Woman film project or TV project in development nonstop for at least 30 years, you know, from, from the time the original Wonder Woman TV series aired in the mid-70s uh, and it was quite successful. They've recognised that it's a good project, but like a lot of characters that have been around for as long as these characters have been around, there is a general sort of ebb and flow of their popularity. Now, Batman has managed to sort of skate that one pretty well. Mm-hmm. Superman's popularity has been pretty strong up until recently. You know, the, <laughs> the audience isn't quite there for Superman, but that might be because they're not quite getting the Superman that they want. Yeah. yeah. Um, where with Wonder Woman, I think they understand that there's an audience there, but I think it's also, it's a fear base that not only uh, are they worried that the audience won't be there in the numbers that they need it to be there, but they're also a little worried. This is, I'm talking about executives, you know, the, mm. the Hollywood machine. Yeah. They're also worried that they don't know what to do because they have seen, and I say they in quotation marks, they have seen Wonder Woman as quite a tricky character to navigate. Yeah. And I'm so glad that the 90s project that was in development, which I know about, didn't go ahead because it was awful. I'm glad that the couple of 2000s projects that were in development didn't go ahead because they weren't great. What I'm so pleased about is the one that we've got is extraordinary. It's fantastic. You know, um, as, as superhero films go, it's a really good film. But mm. as, as, as a Wonder Woman origin goes, it's pitch perfect. Yeah, I think it came at a really good time as well because the world is really wanting to see someone like Wonder Woman represent a whole lot of people. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, we, we've had now a decade of, of really fun, really entertaining uh, Marvel movies where everything's kind of quite quippy and jokey and... It's, it's a little sort of self-aware and they've been such a hoot. Yeah. But Superman and Wonder Woman are by their nature quite sort of earnest characters that they, they're not in on their own joke. Yeah. Uh, and, and while Captain America is kind of meant to be that character in the Marvel Universe, they've handled that delivery of his earnestness quite beautifully yeah. by sort of putting him around people that make crypts at his expense and they just roll off his back. Where the DC characters are a little more sort of their iconography and their status as the perception of these characters is very different to Marvel characters. Marvel characters are generally like uh, human characters with superhero powers. Yeah where DC characters are like gods walking on earth. Yeah, I I feel like they're a slightly harder sell when it comes to a movie audience, but if they sell it correctly, then the result is really, really good. Yeah, yeah. and while Man of Steel, I think, was quite quite a sort of brilliant film, it's not flawless. Yeah. And one of the major missteps is a kind of mishandling of the character. Yeah. And that is a shame. I feel like the story could be exactly the same. I think the casting could be exactly the same. There's just a sort of tonal miss. 
yeah. there I was, that um, I feel like they've absolutely nailed with Wonder Woman. Yeah, I was going to actually ask, do you think that them introducing Wonder Woman into Batman versus Superman as kind of like one of the background characters, do you think they did that too early? Should that have come after she had her own standalone film where we actually got to know the backstory of her on the big screen? Because um, to me, I feel like I loved Wonder Woman. And after I walked out of Wonder Woman, I, I liked the character before I walked in, but I came out a fan of the character yeah. just because seeing her up there on, you know, on the screen and seeing people's reception to the character as the way she was portrayed in a mainstream sort of format, you know, up on the big screen. Um, sure. I, I loved the movie so much that I looked back at her minor appearances in, you know, in Batman versus Superman and went, I wish our first taste of her on the big screen would have been in her own movie instead of introducing her as someone who popped into the picture. Look, I understand. I understand that theory, but I also kind of understand what one of Warner Brothers' intention was. I don't know that they've executed their intention as as perfectly as they would have hoped, but unlike the Marvel characters, um, at the time when they launched Iron Man, the, the first of the, the sort of current Marvel film, yep. Iron Man was not a well-known mainstream character. You know, comic readers knew who Iron Man was, but you stop the general you know, public on the street. They would have no idea who Iron Man was. Yeah, it's true. So they they had to introduce that. that you know, Marvel had already sold off the film rights to their famous characters. Yeah. I.e. Um, Spider Man, the X Men, and the Hulk. Yeah. Um. So they didn't have the rights to those characters, but what they did have the rights to were all of these sort of, you know, who were at the time their kind of B list. Yeah. But that B list did actually happen to make up the Avengers. So it was like, okay, let's start. And they had to introduce the audience to the characters. Where Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman, the general audience is aware of them. Yeah. You yeah, know, they true. don't necessarily know their stories, but everyone's got a, a pair of socks or a T-shirt with, you know, a Bat logo or a Superman logo or a Wonder Woman logo. You know, they, they know they know the iconography and they have a, a basic understanding of the characters. And I feel like... Yes, it would have been great to get Wonder Woman's origin story in first, but I think it kind of ramped up the expect uh, the the anticipation because she was one of the highlights of the the Batman vs Superman film. Yep, and part of that was that at the end of this sort of what I found a little bit of a tiresome battle that was just a bit depressing. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a weird mix. She arrived in the middle of it, yeah. and suddenly the superhero music kicks in, and yeah. it's a superhero movie. Yeah. It's like, it, it doesn't become a superhero movie until she arrives. She's yeah. arrived, guys. And Play the music. It's all good now. Yes, and it just it 100% 180s the, the tone of the film. Yeah, that's actually true. From being quite a sort of uh, dark a- analysis of, of, you know, theories of how to save the world clashing mm. it suddenly becomes a superhero movie one because the character that isn't involved in all the drama arrives but she also arrives with this fanfare yeah and kicks off yeah do, do you want and so it's sort of it, it was exciting and it was a super breath of fresh air do you do you like her her theme music at all the music <laughs> oh, they're it. using you are love you it? kidding me no 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 i, 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 I was curious how the the artist behind wonder woman would feel about the music i was just curious really (laughs) well i i always it was that thing of um when man of steel was being made and it's how it was so hard to picture how a superman movie could exist without the john williams 
original Superman score yes. because that score is so iconic yes. and it's so heroic and it's so perfectly fit. Mm. But it's not it's not really tonally modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, it's, you know, it's, and, and certainly the kind of film that they were trying to make, which was very cerebral, um, it wasn't going to fit that. So I was really curious about what kind of theme music they were going to create for Superman. I love the Man of Steel soundtrack. That is absolutely one of the highlights. And the theme music that they created for him feels like Superman music. Yeah, it's one of my favorites as well. Yeah, and I had the same feeling with Wonder Woman because that, you know, that hilarious Wonder Woman 70s theme song (laughs) is so iconic and so amazing that it's like, how are you going to make a Wonder Woman movie? Like, obviously, you can't use that. No. But (laughs) it's so awesome. How are they going to meet it? How are they going to match it? Yeah. And they did. They did. When I first heard that track... I was so, it was like uh, uh, about a week before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. They sort of released that track on, on YouTube or something. Yeah. And I listened to the track and I was like, oh my God, what? This is so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so bizarre. Weird. It's different to any other kind of like superhero music I've heard before because it's almost, it's almost tribal in a way. And like I kind of heard yeah. it and I'm like, it's not, you know, trumpets and fanfare and things like that. It's like it's this spine tingling build up to something. And it's like, it's like warrior music. Like let's it's go into battle. Music. That's what it yes, is to it me. Is. It's battle music. And so it took, it took, probably about four or five times of listening to it mm. to go, oh, my God, I think I might like this. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> and I think I posted it on Facebook saying, this is so weird, but I think I love it. And, you know, the discussion that sort of followed on un- afterwards was people sort of going, I hate it or I don't get it or, yeah, it's kind of growing on me or mm. whatever. But as soon as you see it in the context of the film... Yes, it, it all just, makes sense. It blows your head out. <laughs> it <laughs> clicks. It all falls into place and the gears start turning and you're like, holy crap, it makes sense now. Yes, extraordinarily. Um, before we end up having to say goodbye to you, I'd like to bring us back to the comic book world for a minute and ask you a question sure. in regards to the way that the movies have now made us see Wonder Woman. Um, sure. is, it, is it going to affect the way that you draw her? Are you going to have to match her look up to the way she looks in the movie at all? Will the, the outfit need to, to change in any way? Will the storyline change potentially in future for you? Right. Well, certainly my, my part of, of creating the Wonder Woman comic is over. So that I was creating just the origin story. Oh, okay. And my part of that is, my part of that is just done and the trade just came out. Yes. Um, but certainly when we started developing the story and redesigning the look, the film was being made at the same time. Okay. So we had a little bit of, only a, a, a smidgen of insight into what they were doing. Obviously, we'd seen the Wonder Woman costume because it had been in the Superman Batman film. Yeah. Um, and we knew it was an origin story and we knew it was going to be a World War One setting. But for the comics, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to make it a modern setting. So we kind of worked quite separately from the film in terms of the story we were constructing uh, the our approach to Steve Trevor, you know, we, we didn't know Steve Trevor was going to be in the film until after we decided that Steve Trevor needed to be quite a main player in our story. Mm-hmm. And what I found really quite validating for the story that we created and really satisfying is that 
the attitudes and approach to the characters, both Steve and Diana in particular, mm-hmm. are almost exactly the attitudes that Greg Rucker, the writer of the book, and myself had towards the characters as well. You know, we, we Steve, Steve Trevor is one of those characters that he's been around as, as long as Wonder Woman's been around, but he has never been served as well as side characters, support characters like Lois Lane has been served. So Lois Lane is one of the best served supporting characters in all of comic comichood you know she's had her own books she's had a, a, an agenda she's had agency she's she's a really well developed character over the last you know now nearly 80 years um where steve trevor has kind of been sidelined so often and just or sort of relegated to something other than a love interest mm-hmm. or only a love interest, or he's just sort of never been very well fulfilled. And I feel like who he is in the film is exactly who Steve Trevor needs to be. And you can see that that's exactly what I believe because that's exactly who he is in our, in our story. And we didn't know anything about that until <laughs> we saw the film. That just, it just means that it's perfect from the start, right? It, it, it'll, so. it all ties together perfectly. I think so. <laughs> and certainly her look in the comic has changed uh, because of the film design. So, yeah, of you know, she's now in the battle skirt. Um, there's a little more sort of intricacy with her bodice and her, her bracelets and this, that and the other because of the film. You know, the, her sort of classic comic look has sort of given way to a sort of comic version of the film look. And I actually like it. I've I've been... I've had the opportunity to sort of design Wonder Woman in different stories a couple of times now. Yeah. And almost every single time I've given her a look which is quite reminiscent of where the film <laughs> decided to take her as well. Excellent. And so, you know, that, that is sort of re- really reassuring. And I feel like that's, that's, who she, that's what she should look like yeah. in the comics. Awesome. I, I'm I'm so glad that we've managed to talk to you about this. You've kind I've of just, learnt I know. so much, so <laughs> much. My brain is overflowing from like Wonder Woman and facts, but then also the insight, you know, into your world and you know comics and things like that. It's like it's something that we don't often get to experience. So we really appreciate you coming onto the show and telling us a little bit about yourself and and everything to do with Wonder Woman. That's a pleasure. Just before we end up having to pull the plug, did you um, <laughs> pull the plug? Yeah, wow. well, well, no, I'm getting the I'm getting the signal, so I'm like, oh, which which button am I going to need to push? Um, your work now. What what's the newest thing that you're that you're currently doing that we oh, can yeah. get eyes on? Okay, well, uh, Wonder Woman Year One, yep. which is the Wonder Woman origin story that I worked on over the last year, uh, that's just come out in trade, so that's available in stores now. Brilliant. Um, and my current project is a creator-owned project that I've been doing before Wonder Woman started, and I'm now back onto it, uh, called Black Magic. I saw you tweet of, about that, actually, on Twitter. Yeah. It's, a, it's like an occult noir witch story. Oh, yes. Um, that I'm painting. I'm painting, painting the whole thing. It's all sort of in grayscale, so it looks kind of uh, handcrafted and like an artifact. Awesome. Um, and it's yeah, it's a it's a it will end up being round about thirty issues. So it'll take a few years to come out. <laughs> um, and we're only like I'm working on issue eight right now. Oh wow. Well, we'll make yeah. sure that we uh, throw some of the, the artwork up if we can find some online. You've got some online for us that we'd be able to share. We'd throw that up over our page. Uh, yeah, you can find all of my art on social media. Um, I'm at Nicholas Scott Art on all the platforms. Amazing. 
Thank you for joining us tonight and talking to us about everything. I feel so much smarter about Wonder Woman now. Me too. Thank you so much for your time, Nicola. Hopefully everything goes well for you in the future and good luck for the next 30 years hand painting black magic. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Thanks Thanks for that. Take care. Bye.